All right. So today we're going to start a conversation on winning the war in your mind, which is the masterclass from Craig Rochelle's newest book, the same title, Winning the War in Your Mind. Uh, Tay, what did you take down today? I think the better question would be what didn't I take down? <laughs> I think it was just so much good. And it's uh, I just got the book in just a couple of days ago. So I just started it uh, just to start the week yesterday. And it's kind of good. And it's some of the same things that I've heard before. Uh, because I've just been trying to get into this whole concept of like really structuring my day and really getting understanding like the mindset of everything. So uh, I thought that was good. I think the first thing that he said that really stuck out to me. Hey, baby, can you go get your mom? She's trying to give me all her water bottles. Uh, I, the first thing he said, uh, and I love this, he said, we can't always do what other leaders do, but we can learn how they think. And uh, for me, this really hit home because it hit home probably uh mid-december where this concept for me came i had an opportunity to join this master class uh with dr darius daniels and uh the content was amazing everything about the master class was amazing um but uh carrie asked me yeah she, she wants to be with her dad but carrie asked me what was the uh most important thing that i got from it. and i said it wasn't the content it was just hear him as he's kind of going through the master class talk about his mindset and how he like literally how he goes about his day. And I think that was like the most valuable thing that I got. And he introduced this concept of daily office. And it was something I need because me personally, I do five devotions a day. And uh, before I even heard of this idea, I was kind of front loading everything and just kind of rushing through it and I wouldn't get the best out of it. Uh, but when I heard this concept of what he was doing with his daily office is not trying to, you know, front load Jesus and just fit him in the beginning of the day, but like include him throughout your entire day. And when I done that, like it literally, I, I, the example I gave her, I was like, have you ever rolled in a car that was out, out of alignment? Like there's nothing wrong with the car. It's just the wheels need to be rotated because they're in the wrong place. And I told her the same thing with my life. Like there was nothing wrong with me, but my priorities, like everything that I was doing was out of place. And once I put it in place, my life just ran so much smoother. Uh, so for me, it was just that concept of just getting that understanding and being around somebody who's been lead he leaves the church, but he's been leaving such a long time that he had to understand like just how he had to go about the routine of his day and holding himself accountable and also having that capacity to do something different. So I think for me, that really stuck out because I actually just went through that experience for myself and kind of had that to share. The second thing uh, he said is, um, and I love this because I feel like we just live in today, just everybody get offended about everything today for some reason. Uh, and he said, watch where you push back the most. And uh, I had to learn that the hard way. So I just became a very open person. So for me, I love when he said, train your mind to be a student and not a critic. Uh, and I love that because I feel like everybody has valuable information. It's just not all the information is for you. So for me, when I listen to people, like I listen with a filter, the same thing I do when I read a book. I understand the whole book isn't for me, but it's gold in that book that I know I'm going to need. So uh, for me, I think when he say, uh, train your mind to be a student and not a critic, many times you have to separate the message from the messenger. Like understand like we're all flaws. We all have our own opinions, but behind our opinions, there are a lot of good truths that if you learn from that person and you dig those truths out by listening to that person, you can learn those things and actually hit that person who you may not agree with may give you some information that may change your life uh, for the better. And I think I've just become just a more open person. Understand like we all come from different backgrounds and just different, just different ways of life and lifestyle. So for me, understand like there's something that you've done in your life that I know I can 
included in my life. So I just go into every conversation I have just with open mindset, understanding that I'm a flawed person, this person's flawed, but this person has value because they're still here today. They're like, for me, I think of everything as a divine appointment. If God has brought this person to you in your life at this very moment, there's something that you need to get from them and something they need to get from you. So just always having that open mindset and just being built, being willing and open to learn from people. And then just the last thing that that, that I kind of like from this, he said, if you don't like where you're going, change the way you think. Uh, and I think this is so important because uh, we've all heard this before. The most important person that you can listen to is yourself. Uh, and I asked my question, I asked myself a question the other day, like, have you ever thought about what you're thinking about? And I find myself just going down the rabbit hole of my own mind sometimes, like, dude, like, why did you even spend 30 minutes of your time thinking about nothing? And I think many times we have to understand, like, we literally, uh, I posted this quote before, and it's like, you're not your thoughts, you're the one listening to them. So many times you have to change the conversation in your mind. Like you have to talk to yourself out of something that probably is not going to happen because you're worrying and stressing over something that you've already created this scenario and this story in your mind. And many times those things don't play out. Uh, so I love when he said that. And uh, just the last second I want to share with you guys uh, and this concept of invest, don't spend. Uh, for me, I had to ask myself, like, this is something I learned a couple of years ago because I was like, if I wanted something, I got it right away. And it just wasn't with material things. It was with things dealing with my mindset, the way I'm thinking. If I didn't like something, then I just automatically shut down and just li didn't listen to that person. Many times you have to understand like everything of value in life come with a consistent investment of your time, your energy, and your commitment. So you have to be co committed to your growth, committed to your relationship, your business, your friendship. Everything comes with an investment. Understand you might not get the return right up front, but if you just continue to stay with it, like there's going to be an exponential return later on, but you have to continue to invest in that thing. You have to continue to spend that time and your, your energy uh, with those things. So I love that he brought up that concept because I think many times have to understand, like, especially when you join this business, I think a lot of people come in and they see Joe and they see uh, Chad and they see the success and they expect to get in right away and get that same amount of success. But what they don't see is the 10 years, the eight years, the five years of just really investing just hard solid work into building and creating that success over time. So many times we just have to kind of create like literally like let people know that like let people know that this is an investment that you're making into your future. You might not see the results right away, but I promise you, like we always say, if you give me a year, this literally can change your life, but you have to invest into this year and you have to commit to it regardless of what happens. You have to stick to the plan, understanding like there's going to be a return but you have to stay committed to that thing. So uh, just so much good here today. And I can't wait just to hear the other parts uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, love that, Tay. Just one of those things when, when you said it, it's just all about the way that you look at things and the way that you act based on that. It's, it's your thoughts that you follow that cause you to do the things that, I mean, all right, Chad, what do you got? Man, so, so good. So, so the first thing I think of from a, a general perspective here is that we all think how we think right now. And we have to think better thoughts, think higher thoughts. We have to understand that we have stinking thinking. We have to get rid of that stinking thinking and just continue to take those thoughts captive, identify those and get around people who are more, have advanced further than us and understand how they're thinking because then we can change the way we think. And what I learned a long time ago was if we want things to change, then we have to change. And the best thing that we can change is our mindset. So I had 17 points, but I'm not going to hit them all. <laughs> but it was just so good. Um, 
he said how how other leaders think is more important than what they do. And I think that's that's huge. There's a really good book called What to uh, Say to Yourself when uh, yeah, what to tell yourself when you talk to yourself or something about talking to yourself. I can't remember the exact name of it. Um, but find a leader several steps ahead of you. Um, take cover, watch where you push back the most. Uh, be willing to be wrong. That's just humility, right? That's that's called our default mode is pride, being prideful. And so we have to understand, uh, we have to actually sell ourselves on why we should be humble because that's rare. And then just understand that that's, that's going to be most helpful for everyone around us. Empowerment, not control. This, this is a huge, I want to sell on for a second because it's uh, for a lot of people and, and it works that I see a lot of people want to take control. And there is an aspect where we have to take, we have to take control of our business because there's certain parts of it that we can't just count on other people. You know, we can believe in other people. We can be hopeful in other people. We can't leave our business up uh, to other people or we can't say things like they're holding me back from my promotion kinds of things. So we have to take action. We have to take initiative, but empowerment, not control. What that means to me is when you have a, a team that's growing, growing, you don't want to be the, the bottleneck. You don't want to be the choke point in your team. You don't want your team to feel like they can't move without talking to you. And kind of like he said, you don't just want to uh, have them turn their brains off where you just give them tasks, do this task, do this task, do this task. That'll get you so far. But after you go diamond or maybe double diamond, you can lo no longer for sure be the one that tells every person what to do, where to go, where to take a loyal to, where to place a distributor at because what you'll feel like is you're building like five teams instead of one. And so you have to empower, you have to, you have to give up as, as you grow, you have to give up control. I know in the church, there's a, a really good book I read called uh, biblical church growth and a pastor can lead a church himself or herself up to a couple hundred, up to a couple hundred. You can know everybody's name. You can uh, do every wedding. You can do every funeral, but when you hit like 200, you have to bring on another person, an executive pastor. And you have to trust them. You have to delegate. You have to hand, you have to give them control. You have to give them authority. Same thing as your team's growing. You want to invest in that's why this duplication is so important because you want to invest in the people you enroll so that they will turn around and invest in the people they enroll. We shouldn't be doing all the coaching and all the stuff for people two, three, four levels down because you just can't sustain that. So I want to just kind of share that because I see that happen a lot of times when like someone will go diamond and they're like, okay. I have to do everything for everyone. And it just, it ends up being frustrating and stressful. And that's not what anybody wants. Uh, invest, not spend, possibilities, not problems. Like that word problem, like for me, it's just a dirty word, you know? Like I prefer the word like challenge. Like when I see something, it's not a problem, it's a challenge. A challenge has a positive connotation to it. Like I accept the challenge. No one would say I accept this problem, but I accept the challenge. I know what, what is the challenge? It, adversity is often wrapped up as a gift. So as we work our way through challenges, that stretches our mind, that grows us. And that's why you need to have people in your circle that you can trust. And when you see something as a problem, reach up to them and they'll probably say, no problem. Here's how we get through this. I've seen it a dozen times, not a big deal. And you go, really? Not a big deal. It feels like the end of the world. And next thing you know, you're like going, oh, no problem. Not a big deal. You know, they talk, Jim Rohn always talks about Jesus was a miracle worker. And he says, you got to hang around people like that. You know, people that's, you say, oh, the world's falling. And they go, how many people died? And you say zero. And they say, okay, no problem. No one died? No problem. I love that mindset. And then that's that's part of why it's so important to be around awesome, awesome people. Um, 
don't overestimate your own importance. This undervalues the people around you. And so we had, we had a person on our team one time and she called her team no longer with us, but she called her team, team minions. And I was like, that kind of has a connotation that they're just here to like serve you. You know, you're like the boss, you're like the big person, the big boss with the whip and and that was kind of how, uh, from my perspective, kind of how the team was run, you know, when I watched it. So uh, you want to, you know, you want to just value people and, and give people the freedom to grow and to change and, and applaud them along the way. That's you want to have a culture where people feel OK to make a, wrong, a mistake because that's how we learn. You know, we, we learn from making mistakes. Um, he says this means other leaders don't grow or they don't stay. So people, you have to create a culture where people have the opportunity to grow or they're going to leave. John Maxwell says you grow or you go. And so what are we doing to empower our teams to grow? I think that's an important thing to think about. And, you know, this idea of thinking, you know, if you watch, ever watch Blue's Clues, right, he had his thinking chair. John Maxwell has a thinking chair. He's like, now that I'm sitting in this chair, I'm going to take this time to think, think, and grow rich. Think like a billionaire, become a billionaire. As a man thinketh, so he is. We are what we mostly think about. And so this thinking, and Pam Souter would say, if you're going through a rough time, take a journal and for three days, write down every thought. So you can actually have an objective viewpoint when you look back on your thoughts and go, wow, man, I'm sure I'm thinking about that a lot. That's not serving my future. That's not helping my team. Thinking like, oh, they're going to quit on me. Oh, they're going to quit on me. Oh, they're going to, well, of course, if you think, oh, they're going to quit on me all day long, then they start quitting and you're just like, it just affirms your, your thoughts. Your thoughts should be, this person's going to be a rock star. This person's going to be a rock star. This person's going to, and then somebody becomes a rock star. It's crazy how that works. Um, I'm going to skip a few right here. Uh, I'm only on number 10, so I got seven more to go through. Uh, the strength of your organization is a reflection of who you empower. Man, that is, that's huge. Leaders think differently about resources, investing, not spending. I love that one. Take kind of cover that one. Uh, oh, and I love this one. Spending is a trade. Investing is expecting a return. Expectation is invitation. You know, it's like you woke up today. You're either expecting good things to happen or you're expecting not so good things to happen. If you expect good things to happen, you increase the probability that good things are going to happen because you're going to move your energy into that direction and expectation is invitation. We, we, we should expect great things from our children and then that's calling them up. If we expect great things from our team, that looks like believing in them when they don't quite yet believe in themselves because we're expecting great things to happen in their life. We're saying here, if you stick around with us, here's what it's going to happen. If you follow the plan, here's the bonus you can expect to get. Right. Ex invitation. Expectation is invitation. Um, and he went over the three questions. Who should I be investing in? Uh, where do I get my best return? And as a leader, who do you know? Right. And that's such a huge question that that one question can change everything in our businesses. Who do you know? you know? Who do you know that needs to make an extra three to five hundred dollars a month? Who do you know that uh, would like to lose? five, 10 pounds. You know, who do you know? Who do you know? Who, who do you know that's a teacher? Who do you know that's a pastor? You can say this week to your whole team, hey, we're going to go recruit teachers today. I mean, especially around the when the summer's getting ready to hit, that's a great time to be intentional about recruiting teachers. And you can just be like, oh, we're expecting 10 teachers to join our team in the next week. And you go out and you tell your team, hey, we're having a recruit teacher week. 
Let's go talk to every teacher we know. And then you just go to your neighbor. Who do you know that's a great teacher? Uh, you know, your, your cousin. Who do you know that's an awesome teacher? Who's your child's favorite teacher? Let's talk to these teachers. Or it could be uh, you, someone joins your team that owns a hair salon. Like, let's go recruit hair salon owners this week. Let's go recruit car salespeople this week. You know, it's just, it's unlimited. Who do you know? That opens up every door, everywhere. And then I'll just go, uh, the last one here is just, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So we just have to take inventory of our thoughts and realize that we can take each thought captive. You know, and the Bible tells us what to think about, right? Just just Google, what does the Bible say to think about? You know, think, think about things that are joyful, think about things that are pure, think about things that are lovely. And I need to memorize that scripture because I refer to it a lot, but it tells us exactly, you know, that we, that we have the power to take each thought captive. So if we're having a lot of negative thoughts, which, you know, we do, it's, we live in a fallen world where there's negative energy all around us. So we'll have negative thoughts. We have to identify them and take them captive and then think the better thought, think the higher thought, expect the good things. And that's going to move us in the right direction. So, man, I love, I love Craig Groeschel. I love you guys. And um, this was really, really good. All right. So Tay had 10 points. Chad had 17. I guess that means that I need to start writing down like 30 points. So at least I have something left. Uh, you guys totally crushed it. Um, I'll go ahead and start with the, the first point, which was how the best leaders think. Uh, what he said was, most people want to know what do other leaders do? It's a constant in our business. What is this leader doing? When you hear somebody announced on the call, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? And he said, the better question to ask is, how do others think? And the reason why is because when you start thinking differently, you start doing things differently because what you do follows what you think, you know, going to the four points that he said, he said, the best leaders don't control, they empower. The best leaders don't spend, they invest. The best leaders don't think problems, they think of possibilities. And the best leaders don't motivate, they inspire. Uh, I love this. This is like one of those smack in the face statements. If you're feeling overworked, overwhelmed, overstretched, chances are you are overestimating your own importance. When you're feeling all of those things, it's like you have to do a, a leadership checkup from the neck up. Is it all in your head and you're creating your own problems? The best leaders are the ones who empower the right people. You know, there, there are two currencies to empowerment that he talked about. One is clear communication. He talked about Jesus talking about the great co-mission, the mission that he sent everybody on that he was going to be with them. And what he said was the what and the where, he was very clear on that, but he gave them the freedom to determine the how. Our clear communication to you is the Let's go ruby. Let's go emerald. Let's go diamond. Okay. Well, then we've got the steps to success. We've got the daily task list. Now, within those, you have the freedom to determine how you're going to accomplish those daily tasks, how you're going to get to ruby, who you're going to bring along with you. You know, with that, the second empowerment currency is 
genuine trust. You know, we have to trust you to do the work. You know, he said, you're doing it wrong if you're thinking everything needs to be done by you because nobody else is going to do it right. When that happens, that's when you become overworked and overwhelmed is because nobody can do it as good as you. But if you would just trust some people to do a little bit of the work and slowly give away that control by empowering others, you'll quickly see how much it multiplies. He said, you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. That's, that's huge. Next one is talking about uh, thinking about investing versus spending. You know, when you're spending, it's a trade. You're giving up something for something else. And there's, there's nothing after it. You're, you're going to lose something in order to get something. With investing, it's expecting an exponential return for what you put in. But at the same time, it's something that you're investing in now for the future. You're putting something in the present for a goal that can happen down the road. He talked about resource allocation, directing your resources strategically to accomplish your goal. And he said, one of the biggest ones that people always talk about is time. Are you allocating your time correctly to achieve the goals? You know, I talk about this all the time. So you have a goal to go ambassador diamond, but you're putting in one hour of work a week. Do you think that workload is going to achieve your goal in a time frame that your mind thinks is going to take place. The problem is, is you're going to get burnout and frustrated because of the fact that your actions, where you're allocating your resources, is not congruent with your goal. So that gap in between is the frustration gap. And that's where most people end up giving up. So make sure that you're using your resources and allocating them to get the goal that you want. He said, think investing, not spending because best leaders invest in others. You know, when you're spending most of your time on yourself, you're not compounding the way that you should be because one times zero is zero. But now you start putting that into other people and that's when multiplication starts taking place. He says, specifically with time and investing in other people, you have time for what you choose to have time for. You have in your life who you choose to have in your life. So the question is, who should I invest in? Well, look at your organization, your team, and look for the people that are doing those are the people that you should be spending your time. And we talk about the 80-20 principle all the time. Spend your 80% time with the 20% that are actually out doing the work. You know, the 80% that constantly come to you with questions and complaints and problems normally aren't the ones that are actually doing the work. So you need to make sure that you're investing in the correct people. Then you got to ask yourself, where do I get my best return as a leader? So where are your gifts and where does your knowledge flow from freely? 
know these things, know your talents, know your gifts, and spend most of your time in your strength zone. I love that he said this, God wants a return for the investment he made in you by giving you your gifts and talents. By looking for return, he said, that's not greed. That's an expectation. When you're investing in something, you're doing it because you know that it's going to bear fruit. All right. Man. What I'll go ahead and do is I'll, I'll end here because I know we've got tons to cover in the next session. We've got two more to go through in this winning the war on your mind. Guys, take a moment to go back through and listen to this and take notes on your notes um, because this is one of those things, like he said, where your leadership goes is where your greatest thoughts are. And like Chad said earlier, your thoughts are where you're going. Tay said the same thing. What you think and what you say to yourself directs where you're going. And I'll say this, you've gotten as far as you have today based on your best thoughts. If you want to go above and beyond where you are, you need to go out and get some greater thoughts. So tune in next time so we can give you some greater thoughts on some amazing ways to upgrade your leadership, guys. Go out and make it an awesome day. We'll see you here again soon.